Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am your host, Lucky. I, yeah, I, I almost messed up again. <laughs> but uh, we are going over to the Leaves subreddit. Before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, uh, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to any subreddit that has anything to do with mental health and give some generalized advice um, and try and learn something new. But I'm by no means a professional. So feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. So, uh, oh, first off, I should explain uh, the Leaves subreddit is a subreddit that is uh, mostly for people, well, pretty much mainly, for people who are trying to uh, quit THC or have quit THC to give uh, give advice, anything like that. Uh, THC-related project products, so edibles, dabs, shatter um uh, flower you know just in, anything thc related so if you guys are a cbd user please don't feel uh like you're being attacked or anything like that i personally don't have anything wrong with cbd in fact i think later on in my life that may eventually become something that i i, I can use um for joints for um sorry anti-inflammatory purposes all that kind of stuff um and yeah, um, if you guys don't know what the difference between CBD and THC is, roughly, I guess this is more of a nutshell explanation of it. Obviously, there, there's uh, there's probably a more detailed explanation of it. But CB, uh, actually, let me start with THC. THC is the thing that makes you high, so it's the thing that actually has the psychoactive properties to it. So if you're looking for that head high, then or sorry, if you're looking for that high, then THC is the way to go. If you're looking for the anti-inflammatory, the stuff that you know you usually hear about oh this is why weed is so good uh it's usually the cbd parts of it so anti-inflammatory uh i have heard that it can be used for anti-anxiety whereas thc is the opposite it typically gives you anxiety it can give you anxiety obviously some some people are different there are some people who i know who relax with weed and that's absolutely fine that's great um but typically thc since it's a psychoactive uh it's a psychoactive what, what would you say like a chemical or I, I don't really know but either way since it has psychoactive properties to it typically your anxiety is going to go up as well uh so and then cbd is kind of the opposite of that so um so yeah cbd products i'm totally fine with i'm okay with eventually maybe using that it's just uh cbd is not uh, readily available in the state of Texas. And then also, <clears throat> excuse me, um, also it's a little bit more expensive and I don't personally need that right now. So uh, something that I definitely, uh, I'll probably definitely get into a little bit later on in life. So um, anyway, let's go into the first post over here. Actually, maybe I should save this one for the end. Um, you know, actually, uh, this might be a good place to start. So let's, why don't, why don't we start with this? It's uh, this first post here is titled how to quit weed and uh let me see I, I i checked out like the first um first couple of points that they had and i really liked them so you know i, I haven't read the rest of them so let's see if i agree or disagree with any of the points and you know so far i looked like i agreed um so this says i'm a long time weed free guy and every day i read about people struggling with early sobriety here's what you guys need to know for the first few weeks Number one, detox time. It takes six weeks to purge all the THC from your system if you're a real chronic, as many as eight. Uh, so this is absolutely true. So um, for people that don't know a little bit about my story, after I quit weed, I actually applied for a job and I, I, I got drug tested about a month after 
But remember, I was smoking weed pretty much every single day. Um, and, you know, I'm a bigger guy, so I'm going to have a little bit more fat. So remember, THC typically stores in your fat. Um, I wasn't really exercising at the time. So what would happen a lot of times is, is when I would work out, I would feel the um, – I would start to feel – the uh, THC hap- uh, um, activate because it was it was stored in my fat cells. So as I started, you know, as I was burning fat, um, when I was working out, it would you know activate again. But since I wasn't working out all that much at, at this point, from what I remember, I was I was working out a little bit. Um, but since I wasn't working out like a whole lot, I was, I was storing up. But that being said, uh. About a month later, I did a drug test for this new company. Luckily, they didn't really care all that much. Um, I think because it was a California-based company, I think they were mostly checking for uh, opiates, um, anything like that. Uh, but I did have THC in my system, and you know they were like, oh, we're going to have to tell your bosses about this just to let you know. And I was like, oh, crap. I was in orientation at this time for that company, and I was just – I was so worried. And then um, – yeah, and then they didn't do anything about it. So I, I think they're like I said, since it's a California-based company in California, it is legal. Um, I think they, whereas uh, when when you get drug tested for other companies, they may or may not be based in a uh, in a state where that is legal. So for a company-wide policy, they'll probably keep whatever their their base is. An example would be um, Home Depot. They're based in Atlanta, Georgia. So their policies will probably come off uh, uh, through the laws that are in Georgia, which I'm not really actually completely sure what, what their, their, their laws are on weed. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, I, I ended up getting tested for that. And like I said, a month after um, I still had it in my system. Now there are some stories that I have heard. Um, this is through the grapevine. So I don't, you know, this isn't matter of fact or anything like that. And it's very anecdotal. Um, but yeah, I, I remember hearing a story about a person who actually, uh, they, what was it? They, they were pretty much, uh, they were pretty much, they pissed clean, um, only about a day after, um, was it, was it, oh man, actually, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if it was a piss test, because there's two, there's two tests that I know of, there's the, the piss test, and there is a swab uh, that you can do as well. And the swab, I think you only have to wait like a couple, like 20, sorry, not a couple, a couple of days or 24 hours. Um, with a piss test, usually that stays in for months. Um, and, you know, this person, from what I remember, it was a really skinny, skinny guy. And he uh, had a really high metabolism. So he ended up passing it within two days or something like that of, of like not smoking. So it, it really depends on, you know, since there's no fat cells for the THC to like uh, to stick to, this is my hypothesis. I'm kind of talking out of my butt right now. So uh, don't, don't take any of this with like, Oh, this is scientific knowledge. We must write down right now. Um, but yeah, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, I guess I guess that makes sense." So, anyway, uh, next uh, next uh, at number two, purging stash uh, slash implements, all weed cartridges, pen pipes, papers, bongs, etc. Got to go. No compromise on this. Uh, absolutely, this was one of the first things I did. Was I gave my grinder to my friend? It's a very good grinder. <laughs> Excuse me. It was a very good grinder, by the way. Um, and I was really, 
I, I felt kind of bad because I actually did get it as a present for Christmas that year, but I had to get rid of it. Um, so whether it's a present, whatever, you you have to give it up. It has to go away. Now, granted, I, I'm going to be real with you. I, I just kind of left a lot of that stuff in my garage, I think, and it just kind of, um, yeah, I kind of just uh, piled up after a while. I was like, wait, what the heck am I? <laughs> uh, and so I, for me, I didn't do it, but I never went back to it. But for most people, uh, you should absolutely, um, you should, okay, actually, let me just say, for all people, you should absolutely do it. I personally did not follow this one to the T. I still had pipes lying around and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I definitely didn't, uh, I definitely shouldn't have done that, but, you know, whatever. It, it's all, it's all in the past now. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely for, for me, I, I think that's because you don't want to have the reminders of, because it, it I, I suppose, I don't know if this is a great example, but I suppose it'd be the same thing as, well, if you're, if you end up tr trying to lose weight, right. And you end up losing a bunch of weight and you keep your, your, your bigger clothes. Well, it's just inviting you. This is what I've heard in the past. I don't know if this is completely, tr completely true. Um, but if you keep your bigger clothes, it's just, a it's just giving yourself an out to say, oh, I can just go back to my bigger clothes because they're right here. As opposed to, oh, I'm going to have to go back and buy bigger clothes if I want to actually, you know, do this. Um, and I think that uh, it's a similar, it's a similar um, process with getting rid of the paraphernalia is getting rid of, because then, you know, if you want to smoke again, you have to go buy all that crap again, which is a lot of money, which is, uh, you know, you actually have to go through the act, whereas, you know. I, you know, I don't know about you guys. Most, uh, I'm pretty lazy. Like, I don't want to go through all that again. So, if it's there, I'll use it. If it's not there, I won't use it for some weird reason. I didn't use any of the paraphernalia there. I guess because I had to get the weed. But still, it it obviously opens up that that avenue for you if you don't stop. So, anyway, uh, that absolutely agree with that so far. Number three, detox symptoms. You will be edgy, cranky, have trouble sleeping. You might lose your appetite. Your nerves will be frayed. Uh, everything will bug you, avoid social situations and major decisions for the first few weeks. The worst are the very first two weeks and the last 10 days when the last of the THC is leaving your system. Okay. So this one's an interesting one. I actually didn't know about the last, uh, of the THC leaving your system. Um, now I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit of a unicorn. I didn't have a whole lot of, and I don't know what this was. I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, withdrawal symptoms. The last time I quit, I had a lot of withdrawal symptoms the first and the second time I tried to quit. The first time I tried to quit, I lasted maybe two or three days before I was like, oh, this is stupid. And then I went back uh, second time, maybe a day at most. And then I went back to it. Um, actually, no, I guess there would be a third time I, I was I was traveling. And this was one of the, the first times I was traveling to Texas and uh you know, I, I kind of substituted, I kind of substituted it with alcohol. So I guess I felt fine. Um, so I, I actually, maybe I shouldn't include those just because it was, I, I found, I kind of substituted it with, with another drug. So, um, yeah, so, uh, at least for, for me, I didn't, when the last time I quit, I kind of didn't feel too much of anything, uh, in terms of those, those same, uh, also, I, I don't think, hold on, let me see. 
Uh, okay, so he does mention appetite. One of the other things you you want to be careful for is your appetite or your uh, your stomach may be more sensitive than it used to be. So you may end up uh, when you're when you're eating your normal foods, right? And if, if you're like me, I was eating like crap, so maybe it's a good thing. Maybe, <laughs> um, but you want to try and do less fatty foods. So um, I was I was thinking about it when so when I first tried it. Uh, Actually, maybe I did have a withdrawal symptom because actually I did I did have this withdrawal symptom every single time I quit. So I guess this would be the only one. Um, what worked for me was uh, I, I liked uh, what, what is it? Multigrain bread. Um, I tried to do peanut butter. Peanut butter was a little too fatty. If it works for you, it works. That's fine. Um, but peanut butter was a little too fatty for me. Um, and uh, peanut butter as uh, I go back multi-grain bread and bananas seem to be fine uh white bread was okay i guess and multi-grain bread with bananas just it tasted better um some oatmeals uh you by the way if you if you'd want to do the sugary ones it's fine i didn't have a problem with those but some of them can be pretty rich i've had different ones where some can be super duper rich and rich is like the last thing you want on your stomach you don't you don't want anything that's super rich um I found that French fries fun. Okay, so I know I mentioned fat, but for some reason French fries weren't super bad. But it was like it was bordering that line between, like uh, I, I I enjoy the taste, but I'm not enjoying the way that's sitting in my stomach. So, um, and I I don't know what that withdrawal symptom is coming from because I think it might. Uh, this is just my own opinion on it because I would always smoke. Um, I don't know if any of you guys who who have. Um, experience with weed i've done this before but uh every time we would go and eat it would be like oh let's go smoke first and then we'd eat a bunch of food right get the munchies um and i'm wondering if because i was so reliant on the munchies to eat a bunch of food uh if not having that was uh, a chemical thing but also a mental thing right you're you're, you're you don't have you have a a mental um what would you say you have this mental uh, you have, you have this thing that you've always done, like a habit and you, you have this mental thing that you've always done beforehand or this drug thing that you've always done beforehand. And now you don't have it anymore. And maybe your body's like, what in the world? I mean, we're going to go eat. Why don't we go smoke? So uh, there's a couple different things there. So I would just add that to this, but besides that, everything sounds pretty good. But yeah, I didn't know about the last 10 days idea. I, I, I personally did not go through that, but you know, it, Definitely. I, I feel like some of these could be more severe depending on your the severity of your your uh, weed addiction. I was mostly at this point doing edibles and, and flour. I never really I didn't really mess with dabs unless somebody had them. Um, and that was really rare. I didn't actually have a whole lot of friends that actually did um, that did uh, dabs. So anyway, number four, friends. Uh, avoid friends who smoke or ask them not to smoke around you. Ask them to respect your sobriety. You will quickly sort your real friends from quote unquote smoking buddies. Absolutely agree. Um, I do have friends who still smoke. Um, and anytime they do, they do smoke. I always just, you know, I, I ask if I can be next to the door and have the, 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 they have a, a patio thing, but, um, you know, I ask them to have the patio, if I can have the patio door open, that kind of stuff. Uh, but for the most part, they they usually get that stuff done before. And by the way, I I don't really hang out with them anymore. It's mostly virtually, um, and it's over uh, because they they live back in California, so that kind of stuff. Um, 
Also, um, by the way, if anybody uh, if anybody does smoke weed and they they want to figure out a way to um, smoke around their friend, but they're maybe their friends are sober, um, get it like a, a pen. Those, those pens are virtually non. Uh, you can't smell them all, all all that much, and it's it's a lot more respectful um, in that case. So, uh, and at least from what I remember from pens, you can get pretty high. So, um, if anybody is here who smokes, then um, also they, they tend to be indoor friendly. So like I said, with the smell and everything, um, and like I said, you're, you're doing, I think, what is it? Wax. I think that you're doing that with, um, so you still get a pretty concentrated THC hit, but it's very, um, it's, uh, like it, it's okay. Like it's, 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 it's okay to smoke around people and you know, you won't offend anybody who's sober or anything like that. But yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, and you could, you could pretty much a lot of these, these, uh, uh, these tips can also be used for alcohol, although detoxing is very different, which we won't get into right now. Um, number five, fill the void. Uh, this is probably the most important. I, th for me, this is the most important point on this list. So let's go and read it. Uh, well, actually, speaking of read, read, meditate, seek out your higher power, find the new, find new ways to fill up your time uh, spent high. Yoga, yoga is really good. Explore new things you've been meaning to try. Use this opportunity to grow. Absolutely. If you do not fill that void, you're going to want to fill the void with the thing that you had. Uh, sorry, hold on. I'm trying to think out of the word this. You have to fill that void because if you don't, you're going to want to fill up that void with what was there before, which was smoking. If you do not fill that, see, and this is why, and this is why like hobbies are, are a good place to start, right? Do you, do you like gardening? Well, okay, let's start getting into gardening. Do you like uh it, it could be a lot of things and this is why i also say that even if it's a if, if it's a somewhat um what do i want to say even if it's some a somewhat um maybe it, it doesn't have a whole lot of use like you're never going to make money off of it or anything like that that's probably better than what you're doing when you're when you're smoking weed which is nothing okay or you know whatever it is um even if it even if you want to still play video games or anything like that now granted that can go too far as well but i always say like video games are uh for me I, I, maybe i should just speak for me actually um they're not nearly as bad as when i was drinking so i take video games as a better um uh, obsession than uh than drinking but it's still an obsession you know and i i, I don't i don't feel uh, uncomfortable saying that, you know, I have dealt with, uh, these, these moments of like, ah, oh, I just want to play video games all the time. And, you know, even more recently, I just started playing Yakuza 0 and man, that thing is just taking up my life, man. It's just sub quest all over the place. And so I've really had to like stop myself. Like it, it's, it's, it's legitimately like, um, it'd be like Superman stopping a train, so to speak. Like, that's how I think about it. Like, it's like Superman's just like, it takes the strength of Superman to stop this thing. <laughs> and that's, that's how difficult it is sometimes. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Th this one for me is the most important part of this whole list. People, a lot of times think that everything will be just fine when they quit doing uh, whatever they're addicted to. Uh, but no, usually it's even worse. <laughs> uh, I hate to really, I really, I hate to really point that out there, but yeah, it's usually a lot worse than, um, than that. And it's, that can be scary, but at the same time, um, 
adding that thing in there that will keep up your uh, what do they say uh, idle hands or the devil's workshop, right? Exactly the same the same idea right there. Okay. Uh, number six, mentoring. If you know someone who quit, engage with them for mentoring and support. Better yet, find a twelve step program and get a sponsor. Um, and uh, yeah, so there is. Like I said, there are 12-step programs. I, I feel like 12-step programs are mostly for uh, alcoholics, but I, I think they do them for different... Uh, I feel like they do them for different drugs, if I'm not mistaken. I, I really don't know. I feel like... But I feel like the 12-steps are a really good program for for just quitting in general. So I, I wouldn't... I. Like I said, I have seen 12-step programs in the Bay Area that were that were focused on weed. So... Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more, uh, but yeah, like I said, I can just talk, I, I can only talk about like what I experienced in, in, in that sense. So, uh, number seven literature, there is a certain quote unquote, a program that has a lot of good resources for quitting weed. Google it. Remember weed is an addictive drug. You are detoxing. It's hard. Be gentle with yourself and those around you. Good luck and namaste. P.S. I promise life will be better when you quit. Of the hundreds of people I've met in program, I never met one who said, I got sober and now my life sucks. Hmm. Okay, so I have a little bit of a disagreement with the last part of that. Um, you know, he's never met somebody who said, I got sober and now my life sucks. I would say that you probably say that your life sucks within the detox process or within the first, even with all, all the way up to like six, six uh, maybe even six months. Like you, you, you look around and you start to think that your life sucks. Um, I'm just being realistic with you guys here. I don't want you guys to, to, um, feel as it, like if you ever, if you ever do have to quit or something like that, I don't want you to get this, uh, feeling of, oh, well, everybody else said this was okay. Or sorry. Everybody else said, uh, you know, sober sobriety was so good. You're going to go through problems. You're absolutely going to go through problems. But I think what he means to say is after the whole detox process, after everything is done, after they find their purpose and go through whatever steps they have to do, then they end up saying, I, I feel great. I feel as if I am, uh, uh, I feel as if sobriety was better for me, but you won't think that all the time. And just remember that, um, listen, you, when you talk about addiction, usually the addiction is to the good, the addiction, it, it comes from the reward, the reward at the end of the tunnel, the reward in this case, most, uh, yeah, for, for, for weed, uh, is the high, right? It is the high. That's why I don't have a problem with CBD because it doesn't make you high. CHC is the thing that makes you high. And so if you want to, um, you know, if you're, if you're telling your body, Hey, we can't have the high anymore. Guess what? It's gonna it's gonna suck and it's gonna feel like you're punishing yourself. But ultimately, after a while, you'll start to see that that um, that that vicious cycle that you were in was actually you pun that was actually uh, punishment in and of itself, right? Because all you're doing is making it harder and harder for you to get high, which really sucks for people out there who who can sustain. Like you're you're like all whenever you do smoke like regular flour, you're just you just get high. That's cool. Um, I. I got to the point where I could smoke like legitimately for hours and not feel, uh, not feel high anymore. Uh, it was, it was ridiculous. I remember one time I ended up smoking, um, with my friends for, Oh my God, it was probably, it was probably from eight o'clock and then I stayed the night there and then I was still smoking at like three o'clock. Like I, I, we smoked a lot, dude. 
Um, and it, it, you know, the guy ended up saying, dude, lucky you're an animal. And I was like, yeah, I am. But you know, I was saying that as I wasn't getting high, I just wasn't getting high at all, man. It was just really annoying. So, um, I, I just hated being that vicious, that vicious cycle of trying to get higher and higher and not getting there, you know, where's my reward. I need my reward. Um, and I'm very much, uh, uh I don't know if you guys have ever heard Bert Kreischer talk, but he, he always talks about treats. Like he, he, he needs his treats. Like I, I want my treat. I want my treat. Um, you know, he does something, he gets a treat, that kind of stuff, right? Like, I, I hate to put like point this out, but it's a lot like a dog, right? Um, hey, I shook your hand. Where's my treat, right? Where, where, where is the reward? Um, and when, since we're human beings, right, we control our rewards. So uh, if you just, and you know, it's the same with like anything, right? If you have a reward actively in front of you, you're going to want to reward yourself, even if you haven't done anything. And that can be very hard to moderate. So Anyway, actually, this guy's post took up the whole uh, took up the whole uh, the whole darn podcast. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. I I'll, you know what? Um, I'm not even gonna leave a, a link to the to the um, leave subreddit. I'll just leave a link to the uh, this guy's post, and you guys can check it out for yourself if you guys ever need to come back to uh, to a list of some sort. I think he did a great job. As I said, there was just a couple things that I filled in there. But, um, but yeah, absolutely agree with him, uh, her, I actually don't know who the, didn't, didn't really think to uh, ask that. Um, but, uh, yeah, absolutely agree. And once again, number five, fill the void is the most, for me, it is the most important part of that entire list. Um, if you're going to remember one thing, remember to fill the void, fill that void. Okay. And obviously try to make sure it's not another drug, um, you know, and if you're going to fill it, uh, fill that void with something, hopefully it's something less uh, dangerous, right? Um, you know, I, I don't mind people who drink and then they're like, oh, I got to fill the void with something and they choose weed. Um, that to be, and th this is just to be fair to all those things, weed objectively is a lot less dangerous than alcohol, but it can still be addictive, Um and uh, like I said, I, I've I've made this point, and you know, obviously, one of my commenters brought up a very uh, interesting point about it being more of a compulsive disorder, and that's more on, uh, and that people can't be addicted to weed. It's just more of a compulsive disorder. I don't completely agree with that, but you know, maybe what do you guys think? Uh, you know, either way, I think that if you're feeling, if you're having negative side effects from weed, and you decide not to stop anyway. Um, that's a good sign, whether it's a compulsive disorder or whether it's addiction, that's probably a good sign to stop. Anyway, guys, remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.